Welcome to a special edition of CatsCast, the Catskills podcast. This is episode 100, and we've got lots in store, including an interview with a 100-year-old Catskills native, an interview by Molly Zolden with the host of this podcast, me, a top 10 list of our most listened to stories, and more. Support for this podcast comes from the Central Catskills Chamber of Commerce, providing services to businesses, community organizations, and local governments in the Central Catskills region. Follow the Central Catskills Chamber of Commerce on Facebook and sign up for a weekly email of local events at centralcatskills.org. Silver Hollow Audio is a proud member. Thanks also to the Mountain Eagle, covering Delaware, Green, and Schoharie counties, including brands for local regions like the Wyndham Weekly, Schoharie News, and Catskills Chronicle. For more information, call 518-763-6854 or email mountaineaglenews at gmail.com. For our 100th episode, we decided to track down a 100-year-old Catskiller who'd be willing to share some stories. Elna Hinckley, maiden name Peck, spent her first few years in the Downsville area, and in grade school, she moved to Roxbury, where she's lived ever since. In fact, the house where I met Elna sits on the very dairy farm where she and husband James raised a family. Son Tony joined us for that interview. Here are some excerpts. Oh, and if it sounds like I'm yelling, I am. Elna's hard of hearing. What was school like? Was it a one-room schoolhouse? Yep, that's where I started, a one-room schoolhouse. Where was that, Downsville? Downsville, Gregory Town. Gregory Town, down below Downsville. What were the roads like in the Catskills when you were younger? Was it hard to get around or take oh, a Oh, some of them were, yeah. Yeah, when I was growing up, we were up on a, way up on a mountain, and it was a dirt, dirt road, and my father used to have to take and hook up the horses to take us all down to foot of the hill to get to the bus, because the bus didn't go to the door. So in the winter, my dad would hook up the horses into the wagon and and take us down to the foot of the hill and wait for the bus. And then when we moved up here, we had a bunch of horses for the, out the barn and everybody would come and ride horses and have a good old time out there. What were those years like? Did you enjoy school? Hmm? Did you enjoy school? Enjoy it? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I was always had good marks at school, yeah. I took uh, two grades in one year. So I kind of got to, got ready to graduate when I was just 16. I was 16 in May and I graduated in June. Graduating from high school a year early didn't mean leaving high school a year early. Elna voluntarily stayed an extra year so she could be with her future husband, James, who was a year behind her. That's right, an extra year for her high school sweetheart. I was one grade ahead of him, so I went back to school another year because he was a year behind me. I stayed another and took extra subjects. So that's how I met him was when we were in school. So you got married when you were probably 18, 19? Yeah. Yeah. Probably about 19. Uh, Tell me about the farm. So it's a dairy farm and how many cows? Dairy farm, yes. Way up on the mountain, the cows would be. And you have to go up there to get them at night and bring them down to milk, bring them across the highway. 
and uh, later they put a thing underneath the, the road so you could go underneath the road. But we crossed right over on the highway, so we had to stop the traffic. <laughs> I had to get up at five o'clock every morning to go to the barn to milk the cows and help with the outside every day. Weekends and all. <laughs> I didn't learn to drive until after we moved up here, and uh, we had to come down the road, a uh, roadway down here below. I started down. I said, I can't, I can't go down this hill because I'm afraid of it. I said, I, I don't know, because I took him up to leave it to bring the cows down. And so, so I, I was coming down the hill, and I kept going faster and faster and faster. And when I got to the bottom, I was out to the main highway down here, <laughs> and I took my foot off the clutch, and I slowed right down, and crossed over. <laughs> but I was picking up speed all the way down, and I had my foot on the clutch. Never thought about taking that off. What do you like about living in the Catskills? I would love it. I'm just so happy here. There's some of the roads you go on and they look so beautiful that you just say, this is peaceful. Yeah. So you never got tired of it? No. I never wanted to move anyplace else. Did you ever think you'd make it to 100? No, I never did dream I was going to. And then I got where I was close enough that I thought, I want to stay till I'm 100, after I got so close. How do you feel? Do you feel 100? I feel pretty good. For my, oh, for my age, I know I do. Because other people my age are in their nursing homes and stuff. What's the secret to living a, a long, healthy life like you did? I don't have any idea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because everybody's been so good to me. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't have been here if it wasn't for them. She's referring here to son Tony and his wife Kathy, who come up from Westchester for visits. Tony couldn't take all the credit, though. Protein shakes, he told me, seem to be another key to Elna's longevity. She, she eats, she drinks a lot of Ensure. You know, a couple of models a day. She, that's what she says keeping her going. She loves her Ensure. Ensure and community, heading out and seeing friends. She enjoys going out. She loves to go out and eat. She just loves it. You know, we'll, we'll call her up and say, we are going to come up tomorrow. She'll be there around 9, 9.30. Okay, I won't have breakfast till you get here. Then we can go out, right? We pull in after a two and a half, three hour ride, and we're walking in the door, and she's got her pocket. Are you ready to go? No, give us a minute to, you know, unwind. Oh no, we're gonna go for breakfast. You know, so she, she, she loves to get out and talk to people and see people. At the beginning of my visit, Tony teased that I might have to edit out Elna's dirty jokes. But as we were wrapping up, and without a joke in sight, he couldn't help himself, and prompted me to ask, When's Mother's Day? What? When is Mother's Day? Nine months after Father's Night. 
<laughs> when you asked for it. <laughs> There's the dirty joke. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Had to get one in. That is a good one. <laughs> that was 100-year-old Elna Hinckley in Roxbury, New York. As much as I enjoy interviewing guests for this show, and there have been many, I don't particularly enjoy being the subject of an interview. But our production intern came up with that idea for this episode 100, and never one to hamper creativity, I said, sure, Molly. Molly Zolden is a student at SUNY New Paltz, where I teach classes in the Department of Digital Media and Journalism. We met in our campus podcasting studio and Molly turned the table on your host. This is the interview for the 100th episode of Cat's Cast, a little get-to-know-your-host, Brett Barry, my very own mentor and professor, and... Internship coordinator. Internship coordinator, and of course, host of Cat's Cast and owner, co-owner of Silver Hollow Audio. Co-owner with my wife. It's a big operation. I'm Molly Zolden. I'm your intern. Usually I do the interviewing, so this is different for me, and um, I'm, I think I'm ready. So let's get going. My first question for you is what inspired you to create a podcast centered around the cat skills? Well, I'd already been doing a lot of production work for the cat skills. I had done a few audio driving guides so that the idea would be as you're driving up 28 or on Route 23 or any of these so-called scenic byways, you could pop at that time, and it wasn't that long ago, you could pop a CD in or you could stream it on your phone. Those are still available. They're at drive28.com if you're interested. Some of the information is outdated, but it's interesting to listen as you drive because it gives you more of an appreciation for the history and culture of the of that exact spot. For those people who were trying to do this on their phone, it was pretty difficult because the cell service in the Catskills is marginal at best, and so you can't rely on it to stream audio. So someone had recommended at the time, I think it was Lissa Harris, who was at that time the editor of Watershed Post, that we make it available as a podcast because podcasts, as you know, can be downloaded at home and then you don't need cell service to listen to them out in the field. So that was the initial inspiration. I figured I have a lot of material that I can repurpose into a podcast. Then very quickly I realized I need to produce a lot more because I wanted to keep this regular and obviously I didn't have so much that um, I wouldn't need to start producing new material so then it kind of spun into its own thing. I think that's really interesting to check out those driving routes for those interested in what the seed of Cat's Cast was as yeah. an idea. And the, f the, f the first few episodes are exactly those. Oh, interesting. So you should go check those out. A follow-up question. How long have you lived in the Catskills? I've been coming up here since I was a kid. You know, my parents built a log cabin 
and we would come up weekends and summers. So I spent a lot of time in the Catskills. I'm not a native, but at this point I consider myself a local. There's a difference. And uh, so as a local, I've been here for about 18 years when our first daughter was born. We moved up from in and around the city. We were in northern Jersey at the time. And you're in Catskill, right? I am in the town of Shandaken near Phoenicia. What has been one of your favorite episodes of Cat's Cast? I had an inkling you were going to ask that, so I prepared a few. Uh, <laughs> honestly, the last one is always my favorite because I'm just coming off of producing it, and so I'm really immersed in whatever that topic was, and I'm excited to get it out into the world. But a few stand out. There was one that I really enjoyed. It was called Protecting What You Love with author-angler Stephen Sautner. Um, Stephen has a cabin in the southwest Catskills down near um, Hancock, I guess. And um, I visited his kind of vintage 1950s-style fishing cabin on a little creek there. And we just had a really nice conversation about what the Catskills means to him as someone who whose day job is in the city. And he comes up to get away from that and to immerse himself in the outdoors and to be a steward of the land that he owns. And um, so there was a lot of fun stuff that came out of that one from fishing to stewardship to um, just this really special environment that he's created for himself. When I fish, I love immersing myself in the ecosystem. I love playing predator, I guess. And I love releasing the trout. And someday, maybe, there'll be a time where I sit along a, a river and I just watch trout rise and I just go, that's good enough for me. And I kind of do that on the stream here, where I raise fish on my fly and I don't set the hook. I just let them take a swat at it. And I go, nope, I don't hook them. And I just want to see the fish come up and miss the fly. That's cool enough. I don't do that all over the stream. There's one pool in particular where we I did do one called "Is This it Recyclable?" Is so Wish Cycling at UCRRA or UCRA as they call themselves. So um, I live in Ulster County. The Catskills are uh, comprised of four counties. And can you um, name those counties? Jeez, uh, Ulster, <laughs> Green, Delaware, and Sullivan. Not Columbia. No, that's okay. too far north. Okay. Uh, Schoharie, I think, dips in as well. Mm. So pop quiz, but <laughs> yeah. you weren't expecting Oof. one. I think I, I think I nailed it, but you'll have to fact check me. Okay, I did fact check Brett on that, and unfortunately, he was right. I was hoping to pull one over on him. So we went to uh, with our production intern at the time, Keith. We went to Accra and had a tour of the facility where they do all of the recycling, sorting, and uh, trash disposal for the county. So that was really eye-opening and kind of interesting to see where all our waste goes. Um, got a full tour, and then we did kind of a game show uh, segment for that podcast where uh, the director of sustainability, Angelina Brandt, we gave her a bell and a buzzer, and we would ask very specific items, is this recyclable? Uh, peanut butter container. And it would, oh, so you were quizzing her yes, and as it, the sustainability director. Exactly. Wow. And, and, and she would either give us a, a, a ding or a buzz um, to kind of uh, hit home all these things that we so-called wish cycle throw into our recycling bin that may never get recycled. So that was yes. really um, interesting, a little um, uh, eye-opening. You have in front of you a bell and a buzzer. 
Could you give us the appropriate response? What is recycling and what is wish cycling? Oh, I'd love to. Okay, ready? Let's debunk some of these myths here about right. recycling. Here we go. Peanut butter container. So a good clean rinse, it doesn't have to be totally empty. If you put some hot water in that jar and shake it up with soap, that actually gets a lot of the innards out of containers. And I heard a great trick about actually making a peanut sauce. What do you, you think is special about Cat's Cast? This podcast in particular focuses on the unique history and culture of the area, which I don't think anyone else is really doing. I also spend a lot of time on the audio quality. So that's really important to me as someone who went to school for that and does it professionally. Um, I think that poor audio quality can take you out of a story pretty quickly. So I'm very, very careful about recording at a higher level and also getting out in the field and recording as much as possible. So I try to stay away from phone and Zoom interviews and be there with the person that we're profiling or the location that we're talking about. And I think that makes a big difference too. It brings the listener with us to that experience. What's one thing that you wish listeners knew about the production side of CatsCast? The show comes out once every two weeks, but there's a process that leads to that, obviously. So there's work that happens all the time. The pre-production is really important, who we're going to speak to, where we meet, um, the questions that we have to come up with, what types of mics we want to bring out in the field with us, depending on where we're going. Then taking that recorded material and boiling it down to a show to give an approximation of that experience for someone who's listening, which is much different. So you want to kind of boil it down to the essentials. And so that's always a process and, and you know, just getting it up into a, into a format that people can enjoy, including a transcript for every show. So if listeners don't know about that, every show has a companion transcript. So you can also read along and search. So the catscast.com site, you can search specifically for a word that may have appeared just once in a podcast and it'll come up. Well, editing is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a very like open, welcoming, accessible podcast. Thanks, Molly. You're welcome. And I think that people who have been profiled on Catscast do have some idea of what goes into it because I often get feedback right after the show comes out like, wow, that was a lot of work because they know what they said. And so they know that there was a lot of editing that went into it to condense it into something that someone can listen to on one or two drives. How do you come up with ideas for episodes? That's not a problem. I have an ongoing list. Sometimes I see something in the Mountain Eagle, which is a paper that we read religiously and has all kinds of great stuff centered in the cat skills. So can I use the word steal? We steal story ideas from other publications like the Mountain Eagle and word of mouth. People will give me ideas, suggestions. And so the list grows. I have a, an ongoing spreadsheet. I was going to say the listeners wish they could see the spreadsheet. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. How have you grown by making Cat's Cast, not only as a producer or engineer, but also as a storyteller? Well, I think I'm always learning, and that's the beauty of this career, is that audio production is a practice, and you learn something new on every production. Yeah, I can imagine that doing different kinds of work, not only on Cat's Cast, but with Silver Hollow and being a professor and whatever else you do also adds to that. That helps a lot, too, because students have questions that I've never confronted yeah. because of the specific type of work that they're engaged in. So it forces me to learn even more. What's one way you see the cat schools differently after working on Cat's Cast for a couple of years? I think pinning down what the cat skills is, is one part of it. 
the Catskills to me is where I live. I mean, Shandaken calls itself the heart of the Catskills. There's whole regions I haven't even really touched yet. So I have a map in the studio with push pins. And every time I do a production, we put a pin in. And so that gives me a sense of where I might need to go next just to kind of um, fill out that geography. So that's something I'm, I'm uh, continually striving to um, make sure that we we're covering everywhere. How did you come up with the idea for the name Catscast? Were you workshopping any other ideas? I wish I could remember, but I did think it was neat to incorporate the old Dutch spelling, cats, K-A-A-T-S, which comes from the wildcats that uh, roamed the mountains and roamed them a lot more back in the day. And cast, podcast, not very original there. Uh, sometimes I wish I hadn't named it Cats Cast because nobody can remember what it's called. Uh, pe- even people who listen to it say, oh, do you have a new Catters Cast coming out or a new Cat Cast? Or it doesn't roll off the tongue and the spelling complicates things even more. So not too long into this whole thing, I added the subtitle, the Catskills podcast, so that people could at least ask their smart speaker to play it. I also think, is it the third episode that's about the etymology of cat's cast? Yeah, I think it's, uh, let me take a look at my at my spreadsheet here. It's, it's episode two. Uh, episode two is called The Cat Skills, in quotation marks, including the Dutch history and catter skill falls, which is also spelled that way. And that's with um, Cindy LaPierre, who's with the Mountaintop Historical Association in um, Haynes Falls, actually. Is there anything you'd like to expand on or improve about CatsCast? Maybe someday we'll do more of them. Right now we're at a once every two week schedule, you know, maybe down the road if we had more resources and uh, staff, we could we could go to a, a once a week format. I think that there's plenty of ideas to support that. And I think that nothing specific, but I'm always interested in playing around with the format. So um, I'd be interested in trying new ideas format wise. The show focuses a lot on history, culture, arts, sustainability. Looking at the body of work we've done, I think that we could definitely get some more history in there. So I'd like to to do some more history episodes and also just connecting with natives, Catskill natives. As I said before, there's natives and there's locals and natives are the people who were born and raised in the Catskills. And I think that they have some really interesting stories. For sure. I think that segues really nicely into the next question I have for you, which is, have you made up any words while creating Cat's Cast? Uh, Yeah, Cat's Cast. Yes. (laughs) And I don't know if I've made up these words, but sometimes I use the word Catskiller. I'm going to give you credit for that. Yeah, thank you. And Catskillian, because what do you you call someone who is a Catskills native? What was it like to start your podcast just a few months before the pandemic hit? How did it change how you produced episodes? As I said before, the first few episodes were already in the can, things that I'd produced in the past, for the most part. Some some of it was new. And then at the height of the pandemic, we were unfortunately doing phone or Zoom interviews, so the audio quality is not as present as I would like. And then eventually we were able to get back in person. And some of those interviews we did during the pandemic were in person, just outdoors with really long boom pole with a microphone at the end of it. Yeah, I can also imagine that those phone and video interviews are it's of the time, like most podcasts in circa 2020, where yeah. you can hear the audio, audio quality difference and like sometime around 2021, 2022, audio quality changes again. What are you looking ahead to? Are there any 
special episodes coming up of Cat's Cast? Any other projects outside of Cat's Cast that are coming up? Well, let's take a look, Molly. We have a great <laughs> episode coming up, uh, probably uh, closer to the holiday season with uh, Cheyenne Mallow Pottery. They make amazing pottery out of uh, Olive, New York. That uh, incorporates uh, topographic maps in the pottery. Did a interview at the DNH Canal, so that's going to be coming up relatively soon. I'm looking forward to another one that we are doing, uh, you and I, Molly, at the yes. West Kill Brewery. Yeah. One of my favorite places and favorite beers. So we'll be uh, recording that soon. We have one coming out on the Borscht Belt, which is many people who think Catskills think Borscht Belt. There is another podcast that does nothing but Borscht Belt. So we're going to speak to that podcast host. My friend Russ is always threatening to take me on a hike to introduce me to the rattlesnakes of the Catskills. I haven't had the courage to do that yet, but we will. Going back to that long boom pole, <laughs> I'm happy to get some rattlesnake sounds um, yeah. from a distance. Yeah. Well, this is a special interview because not only do you get to hear more of your voice, but you just got a bunch of sneak peeks about what's coming up. Yeah. Now you can hold us to it. Is there anything else you want to add? Anything I didn't ask you that you'd like to talk about? Tell your listeners. Thanks for listening. Watching that listenership grow is really gratifying. It shows that people are enjoying it and that they're telling their friends about it. So that's great. You know, I've always been someone who's enjoyed telling a story through a format like this. Not as much in person. <laughs> I like scripts and I like audio devices, including music, which really, I think, helps kind of amplify the emotion of any anything we're going after in any of these episodes. And so that process is something I really love and uh, love sharing. And so when I get feedback on the show, that's really nice because I don't often hear back from the audience and when they decide that they want to uh, hit the reply button on our newsletter. It's always nice to hear from them and uh, see what's resonating. Yeah, to create a little community out of your listeners yeah. is really nice. If you go to catscast.com, there are ways to get in touch, and so I hope you will. There's uh, a contact form you can email anytime. And there's also this little button that has a microphone on it, and people don't use it. But I think that they should. You can click that little button and leave a voicemail from your computer. A couple of times people have done that and they've made it onto the show. We love your commitment to the community and keep working forward. Thanks. Listener feedback is uh, always appreciated and um, might make it onto a future episode. And always open to ideas. So if someone out there has an amazing idea that we haven't covered yet, let us know. Well, that's great. Thanks so much for letting me chat with you today and letting your listeners get to know you a little bit better. Thanks, Molly. Yeah. Let's turn the table just for a moment. Sure. What have you learned or are enjoying so far in this uh, internship, which has just recently begun? Yeah, well, we're in the third week of classes, so my third week of in this internship. I'd like to listen to all the episodes before the semester is over. I think I can do it. I'm a racious That's listener. A lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm really honing my skills, editing, you had me read the sponsorships from the last episode, and that was some really good practice doing some voiceover work. I'm really looking to get my voice out there on radio and audio in general, and really just bridging my understanding between a lot of different topics that I've learned in your classes and through other internships and my own work on WFNP, the radio station here at New Paltz. Yeah, I'm having a good time. Great. Yeah. yeah. You, you let me pitch a couple ideas and to go through that process of like 
thinking about how it might be feasible and working through it. And Yeah, I enjoy actually letting some of those fresh ideas flow in, and you've had quite a few of them, so that's great. And if you want to listen to all of the episodes before this internship is over, I just did a quick calculation. That's 46.6 hours. That's light work. Okay. I think I'm on, like, in the mid-80s now. I'm, go- I'm going from recent to oldest. Wow, great. Okay, so you've yeah. got 80 to go. Yeah. Let's check back when you've finished and tell me what your favorites are and why, so we can replicate that magic. Yeah, we can do an exit interview okay. for the internship. <laughs> In preparing for this 100th episode, Molly and I threw quite a few ideas back and forth, like, what about 100 interesting facts about Cat's Cast? And while I could probably come up with 100 facts about the show, we try our best not to bore the listening audience. So here are Molly. 10 facts fast about Cat's Cast. 67.1% of you listen on Apple Podcasts. 17.3% listen on Spotify. 6% of you listen from my hometown, Brooklyn, New York. And we have at least one listener in the Netherlands. Could it be our Dutch spelling of cats? Brett's favorite field mic is an Electrovoice RE50. But I also use a Sennheiser MKE600, a couple of Rode Lobs, oh, and an AKG Hypercardioid. Alrighty, enough of that. Too technical? Yes. We field record 32-bit float at a sample rate of 48 kilohertz. (sighs) Brett's production coffee of choice, as featured in episode 29, Dean's Beans Ring of Fire. Molly, we don't have the licensing budget for that. Every episode is carefully transcribed by Jerome J.K. Kozlowskis. Thanks, J.K. Catscast gets support from listeners like you and from sponsors local to the Catskills. And that's a great segue, Molly. Here's a word from two of this week's sponsors. And then stay tuned for Catscast's top 10 most listened to episodes. Catscast is sponsored by Hanford Mills Museum. Explore the power of the past as you watch the water wheel bring their working sawmill to life. Bring a picnic to enjoy by the mill pond. For more information about scheduling a tour or their new exploration days, visit hanfordmills.org or call 607-278-5744. Support also comes from Briars and Brambles Books, the go-to independent book and gift store in the Catskills. Located in Wyndham, New York, right next to the pharmacy, just steps away from the Wyndham path. Open daily. For more information, visit briarsandbramblesbooks.com or call 518 518- With 100 episodes under our belt, it's now time to reveal the top 10 most listened to shows, starting with number 10, Crisp on the Front Lines, Invasive Species Emerging in the Catskills. Number 9, Billy's Make and Mend, Vintage Sewing Machines. Number 8, Leaving No Trace, Outdoor Ethics with Mo Lemire. Number seven, Mountain Clove Scenic Byway, Palinville to Hunter. Number six, Cityit, the other best regional podcast. Number five, The CAG Report, a blueprint for Catskills crowds. Number four, Fall in the Catskills and Thoreau's Autumnal Tints. Number three, Black Bears, Sharing Space. Number two, The Catskills, The Dutch, and Catterskill Falls. And drumroll, please. Our number one most listened to story, Overlook Spirit Stones, Investigating the Indigenous. Listen to them all at catscast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear about your favorite episodes, 
and the types of stories you'd like to hear more of. In fact, there's a survey link in the show notes, and we're hoping you'll take a few minutes to share your thoughts with us. Include a mailing address, and we'll send a Cat's Cast sticker as a token of our thanks. You'll find that link and others in today's show notes. Please subscribe, tell your friends about us, and sign up for our newsletter. We have at least another 100 stories on our list, and we wouldn't want you to miss them. Oh, and find us on Instagram at CatsCast. CatsCast, the Catskills podcast, is a production of Silver Hollow Audio. Special thanks to our production intern, Molly Zolden, transcriptionist, J.K. Kozlowskis, and longtime audience test listener and feedback giver, Rebecca Rigo Barry. I'm your host, Brett Barry. Thanks for listening. And we hope you'll join us in two weeks for episode 101.